0: This is Jocko Podcast number one seventy with Echo Charles and me, Jocko Willink. Good evening, Echo. Good evening. It is time for some Q and A. Okay. It has been a while.
1: <clears throat> yeah,
2: it's been a while for sure. So, uh, let's questions. Get after it. Yeah. From the interwebs. <laughs> yes, indeed. As it is said. Okay. First question, Jocko. I'm taking over leadership of a team of six people. Two I know, and four I don't. When you've taken over leadership, did you, one, give a group talk, two, meet with each individual, and three, what did you say?
0: <laughs> Good question. Yes, obviously, give a group talk. That's affirmative. You get everyone together. Hey, guys, my name is Bill. Mm-hmm. I came from this place. I'm here to take over. Now, there's a some judgment calls that you have to make because... You're gonna introduce yourself, but if you're taking over a well-functioning team, then guess what, you're not going in to revamp everything immediately because everything's going fine.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So hey, I'm happy to be working with you guys, looking forward to it, I know you guys have a great reputation, glad to be a part of the team, awesome. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions, let me know, I'm here. That's easy, if you're taking over a team that's not working well, like there's problems and that's why somebody got fired and that's why you're coming in there, you might need to address some of those things. Hey, listen, I know things have been a little off track, I'm gonna look at what's going on. I'm gonna take input from you guys. We probably need to make some changes. We're gonna do it together as a team. That's where we're moving from here. We need to get back to where we're supposed to be. Boom, something like that. And again, there's gonna be people on that team that have been busting their ass and working really hard. And if you go in there and just disparage everyone, mm-hmm. they're, you're gonna start off on the wrong foot. So yeah, have keep it pretty broad when you meet the whole group. Hey, this is who I am, this is where I came from, this is what I'm looking forward to, all that stuff and then yes do you meet with people individually absolutely you go around you meet with them and when you what do you talk to them about you talk to them about them you talk to them about them you want to know about them you want to know who they are you want to know what their what their family situation is what their interests are what's going on how they feel about the transitions that have been taking place a little bit of that stuff it's not about you it's about them so go yes and talk to everyone take notes maybe not right in front of them So you look like a nerd, but you know, afterwards you go, Hey, Bill has three kids. His wife also works at the company. He's interested in soccer and basketball, whatever you just take those notes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, it's um, actually good before you take some on over a situation. If you already familiarize yourself with this, you look at the, maybe the HR website at your company has a picture of everyone. So Mm -hmm. you kind of know who they are, gives you less stuff to remember. So there's that make good first impression don't go in there looking like an idiot don't go in there thinking that oh I just I'm the boss man so everyone has to bow down and and <clears throat> bow down to my superiority no they're actually mad at you yep. right yep. The, the thing is they're mad at you so I remember one time I was taking over a small element and one of my friends was a part of the element and I went in like 20 guys. I went in, hey, and I walked in, but I just had a notebook with like five things I wanted to talk to them about.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And as soon as I walked in, I, I opened up my notebook and he said something like, you brought a notebook, you're always squared away. That's why you're putting in charge. That's mm-hmm. why you're putting in charge. So like just a little impression of, hey man, I am I take this stuff seriously.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I would say overall your main goal when you're meeting your team when you're meeting the individuals on your team is You are looking to build relationships with the people on the team That's what your goal is because when you build these relationships, that's what's going to make your team stronger Etc
2: Yeah Remember the time you when you were on Joe rog- Rogan the first time when he was like hey You're the only ones who's ever brought a note pad. Yep, and you're like just trying to be prepared
0: just trying to be prepared It <laughs> was good in case there's anything, you know yeah, Topic comes up. You don't want notes. it to slip your mind.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's funny uh, And I'm trying to imagine being a worker and you know when you get a new manager, you know, or whatever new boss um, You know and they come in. Yeah, if they were at like having an individual meeting I would I would dig it and then but if they're like taking notes, I'd be like wait, why are you taking notes? Like well How are you gonna use this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know against me later or something yeah, yeah. like that. That's no, like, what it feels hey, like. Go-
0: hey, man How's it going? How long have you been here for? Oh, I've been here for four years. Oh, cool Do you 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 married yeah yeah i got two kids oh that's awesome that's yeah. awesome how long have you been married for oh six years Th- like that you're yeah. getting to know the person if i go in there and i go how long have you been here and you're like six years and i write that yeah down. write it down and then i say uh what 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 is your primary function here at the team you know what i mean yeah. if you just jump right into that oh, yeah. we're not looking to build a relationship we're just yeah. looking to find out how i can use you
2: yeah that's what it feels like yeah. Even, i mean you said it like, like how long have you been married you said it like that Man, it doesn't matter how you say it. You could say it the most nice, polite way ever, and when you write it down, it's kinda like, bro, like, are <laughs> you gonna me. take all this information and sorta of do some sort of evaluation for yeah. me? You know, kinda, of it's what it feels like. You it know? does so feel
0: like that. That's why I specifically said, when you're having a personal conversation with a person that you're meeting for the first time, mm-hmm. you're not scratching it into a notepad. Yeah. Now, so, that being said, if the guy says, you know what? I've noticed some things here around here that need changing. Mm-hmm. You go, really? Hold on a second. Yes, Let okay. me break out my notebook here and take yeah. notes on what you're about to say. Yeah,
1: that's advanced. You know, there. if that's it's good.
0: like when you get a micromanager. You're working for a micromanager? Bring a notebook. They see you writing stuff down. They think it's they, they're like happy. Yeah. Trick anyone.
2: Yeah, cause, well, because <laughs> when you're writing down their stuff, yeah, that it flips the script. It's like It makes it like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's taking notes. It's important
1: yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, for kind sure. Of thing.
2: Like, he's going to evaluate, like, my opinion? Oh, hell, yeah, that's yeah. good. Roll in there with the a notebook. It's like the doctor you know when you go to the doctor and he's asking you oh yeah like all the stuff you see him writing down you know in your chart
1: or whatever mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> even though a doctor situation is good because you want him to go evaluate it later yeah. or whatever you know give you a cure but same deal man same deal be careful with those notes <laughs> For my sake,
1: geez.
0: Check. Check. Echo's not prepared for you to take notes on him. We not got with it. well, Understood. not my personal
2: stuff. How long you been married? Oh, nine years. Okay, nine years. Got it. <laughs> anyway, you understand. Jack. Next question. Next question. I'm a sergeant, and I want to know how to deal with my men in a way without punishment, but still make them better for next time.
0: Okay, here's something for you. Punishment is actually the last straw in how you deal with people that you're in charge of. In fact, I will tell you this. If I ever had to punish someone, when I had to administer punishment on my troops, I always felt that I had somewhere I'd I'd done something wrong, Mm. right? Like, even if a guy got in trouble out in town, got drunk, got in a fight, did something stupid, I would still look at that and think to myself, how could I have... Allowed this guy to not realize what a disaster it is, how much trouble he's going to get in, what kind of international incident he's going to cause, how that's going to hurt us and the team strategically. All those things. How did I let that happen? Mm. So, doling out punishment is not optimum. I mean you've you've pretty much you've pretty much made a mistake if you have to punish people because if you're doing if you're being a good leader, people are doing what you want them to do. There's no mm. reason for punishment. So that's what you should not be looking to punish. And just like I just said, you should be looking to build relationships. You should be looking to show people a better way of doing things, a way that's more smooth and more efficient. It doesn't disrupt what the team efforts are. You got to explain to people why they're doing what they're doing. This is all stuff, right? This is explain why things are done a certain way. Explain how it impacts the team. Explain how it impacts them. That's also important. Um, You've got to have people rehearse and and retrain, because now now I'm talking about how do you get people to do the right thing, right, Mm. without punishing them?
1: Mm.
0: So we're trying to avoid punishment. How do we avoid punishment? By training. Mm. How do we avoid punishment? By people understanding what they're doing, why they're doing what they're doing. How do we avoid punishment? By setting goals that make sense that are small enough for them to get to. And then have fun with the goals and get in the game yourself and show them that you're not perfect. And that is what you need to do. You need to make every effort to make people understand why they're doing what they're doing, how they fit into the big picture. And when they figure all that stuff out and they're on board, you shouldn't have to punish people. You shouldn't have to punish people. So I know it's yeah, that's what it is. If you're a sergeant and you want to deal with your men way without punishment, well, think of what the mistakes you're making when you're, when you're, when your fire team or your, your your platoon does something wrong, why did they make that mistake? Did they make the mistake because they wanted to?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, they made it because you were a bad leader at that point in time. Mm-hmm. You, what could you do better? Hey guys, where, what didn't you understand? Oh, you guys messed up this training operation. I'm going to restrict your weekend duty. I'm going to restrict you to weekend duty, meaning you can't go out in town.
1: Mm.
0: What what good did I just do,
1: Mm.
0: right? Are they going to try harder now,
1: Mm. right? But
0: if you say, hey, listen, guys, we did a bad job. I know I must have made a mistake in trying to explain this information to you all because we didn't do what we were supposed to do. Let's look, let's dissect this thing. As a matter of Mm -hmm. fact, let's spend Friday night dissecting this thing. I'm buying pizza and we'll sit around the the, uh, sand table Mm -hmm. and we'll figure out what what we did wrong. Mm. That's not punishment. That has the opposite effect of punishment. That has, hey, I'm bringing everyone in because I want to win. I want us all to win. So that's what you got to do. Don't punishment should be punishment should be I mean do you have to punish people sometimes yes yes yeah. you do when they're blatantly out of line when they do something that's blatantly wrong yeah you got to drop the hammer on them you got to set the example sometimes mm-hmm. hey you're not going to get away with this sometimes that would happen in the teams you know yeah. somebody would do something stupid and the command would just drop the hammer and everyone goes man that guy got a DUI and they you know docked him they, they busted him in rank and they yeah. pulled him out of his platoon and they're sending him to a to a fleet billet for two years. Oh my God. Dang. That might make someone think, right? Yeah. Maybe, I won't, maybe I won't step behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you do have to punish if people do something stupid, especially after they've been warned a couple times. Yeah. But I always look, if I have to deliver punishment onto my team, I made a mistake somewhere, I don't like it.
2: Yeah. Don't they say that Like reward and encouragement is like way more powerful than punishment. Definitely way more powerful.
0: Way more
1: powerful for sure. Seems like it.
0: I almost never punished people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But the reason is, why didn't I punish people? Because people were doing weren't doing stupid things. They were doing what they were supposed to be doing. They were doing. Yeah. I mean, I probably. I don't even know if I, I probably I think I had like a one or two captain's masks where I had to bring somebody in and drop The hammer on them and it's because mm. they did dumb stuff.
1: Yeah, it's
0: like yeah, you know what you can't do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of it. I'm sorry, but you can't do that
2: yeah. Percussions yeah mm-hmm. Next question Jocko in the discipline equals freedom field manual the section fear reads How do you overcome feel, fear of failure? step go but a previous entry reads i don't want you to overcome fear of failure i want you to be afraid of failure mind elaborating
0: yeah clearly there's a dichotomy here i know it's my favorite word apparently according to dean lister
1: yes i agree
0: there is a dichotomy here because fear is something good that you should take advantage of. So it's kind of good to be afraid because it keeps you on edge. Edge, it keeps you from slacking. It keeps you preparing as much as you possibly can and all that stuff is good. But at the same time, yes, if you go too far to the other end of the spectrum, fear gets a hold of you and you can't overcome it. So you freeze or you cower or you run away and none of those are good reactions. So what I obviously failed to communicate well in the book Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual Is the dichotomy between these spectrum, the spectrum of fear that you can have? Mm -hmm. So, if you have no fear whatsoever, no fear. Well, guess what? You get cocky, you can get arrogant. Um, If you have too much fear, you can't even get out of the gate. You just freeze, you hesitate. So, like all dichotomies, you got to balance those two. Uh, And the way you balance those two, is to try and do things that make you feel fear right try and do things that that make you feel fear mm-hmm. so that way you get used to it you can overcome it you can deal with it you can utilize it and if you have a fighter you ever hear UFC fighters that are like I'm afraid every time I get in the ring Right. right.
2: pretty much everybody yeah
0: pretty much everybody I'm afraid because you're you're afraid you're gonna get knocked out you're afraid this you're afraid that
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're afraid I'm gonna lose in front of all my family and friends and all that so everyone's afraid so what does that fear do it drives you to train harder Mm. drives you to prepare drives you to keep your hands up and your chin down when you're in the cage so yeah there's a healthy level of fear it can also get get the best of you so keep it balanced
2: yeah we we talked about this and i think sam harris talked about it first as far as the first i heard it made a point not to go too deep into Mm -hmm. it but the where you know like this okay fear uh, how do you overcome fear? Step, go, right. It's essentially like take action, be brave yeah. in the face of fear, yeah. right? But if there's no fear, it's kind of like mm, you're not really being brave. You're not, you know, kind of thing. Well, that's true too. Yeah. So consider that that notion, yeah. right? So you say, yeah, I want you to be afraid of failure. Oh, yeah, be afraid of failure, but you still got to step. You yep. still got to go. That's you it. still got to be brave. You know, kind of thing. So they do actually kind of complement each other, really. Um, unless you think like, oh yeah, overcome fear, meaning like I'm not scared of it anymore. It's mm-hmm. literally not fear. it's always fear, but it's more, it's less about the fear being, you know, reduced to zero. It's more about being brave, training yourself to be brave the with fear. fear. Yeah. Embrace the, the fear. fear. So,
0: yeah. And the, and so to continue with that thought in order to embrace the fear, what do you do? You step, you, step. you go into it. So there you go. Step. There's your answer. Cool.
2: Next Jack. question. I was wondering when does standing up for the right thing take precedence over avoiding conflict?
0: This is something that leaders have to deal with all the time. So clearly out of the gate, things that are immoral, unethical, or illegal, if you participate, you're guilty. That's the way it is. Now, things that are a matter of opinion, oh. that's where you might have to play the long game. Like maybe you won't don't want to do something a certain way. And if you but if you think, oh, well, uh, I think the jujitsu class warm ups should be doing these exercises and and Echo thinks it should be those exercises. So Echo, these things, we should do it this way. No, we should do it this way. You dig in. I dig in. Now we we end up saying, well, I'm not going to teach the class. You know, you end up Mm -hmm. in these situations. Well, what's the big deal? What's you know, what what, would I rather do? I'd rather play the long game. Mm-hmm. I'd rather say hey man can you explain why you do those exercises oh here's another exercise cool one that I learned isn't this good for this technique oh you know how you like when I do this move this actually helps me do it even though it's just a warm-up move oh that's cool mm-hmm. we build a little relationship you get to understand me I get to understand you boom you also you say hey I'm gonna incorporate that into our warm-ups we're gonna warm up here boom yeah. like that there you go mm-hmm. now I understand that that's the right thing right because I'm in my mind I'm thinking hey these students need to know this escape it's the right thing to do so I do that mm-hmm. so you have to weigh it out. Yeah. What am I doing to my relationship in this situation if I go along with this? Like if you ask me to do nine things that are pretty menial, and you're my boss, and I say, yep, cool, got it, boss, no problem. Then mm-hmm. you ask me to do something else that's menial. Yep, cool, got it, boss, no problem. Then you ask me to do something else, menial. Cool, got it, boss, no problem. Then you ask me to do something that's downright stupid and dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I go, hey, boss, I need to talk about this. I'm not sure, can you explain to me why we're doing it this way? Because there's a possibility that someone could really get hurt, and you go, oh, well, you've done, you're in your mind, you're thinking you've done these 10 things for me, you've done nine things for me, you've done seven things for me, you did them well, you didn't question me, and now all of a sudden you have a question, you must have a legitimate question. Yeah. That's what we're hoping for, that's why we're trying to build relationships now. All that being said, yes, we're playing the long game. There are times, and this is a really sketchy area to enter into, there are times where something that is happening is immoral, unethical, or illegal. And you might actually have to kind of go along with it I tried to think of a good example of that and I thought of one Oscar Schindler mm-hmm. from Schindler's List mm-hmm. what did this guy do right this guy was a Nazi he was a Nazi they were exterminating Jews and instead of him Standing up and saying this is wrong to exterminate Jews, I protest. How long would he have lived if he had done that? Thirty seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you, oh, you don't think Jews should die? Cool, we're killing you. That was that. Mm-hmm. How many people did he save? Zero. Mm-hmm. In fact, he he cost. He went negative one. Yeah, negative. What did he do? He played the game. He he befriended the Nazi leadership. He bought them gifts. He bribed them. He bought them gifts. He built relationships with them. He ended up being able to move his factory and all this other stuff to save a bunch of jewish people and he even though he knew like he would he would see them executing people he would see them executing jews and he knew it was wrong he thought it was wrong he felt it was wrong and if he would have stood up and said hey what you're doing is wrong then he wouldn't have been able to save anyone he would have been killed himself so even in that situation it's it's not a guarantee that you you need to stand up to do the ethical thing because perhaps there's a chance you can do the more ethical thing by playing the game building relationships who knows who knows maybe if that war went on maybe he would have said oh you know what he maybe he would have risen to a position where he you know maybe if the germans would have won and he could have said hey you know what the Jewish people are making good workers here. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to use them or whatever. Mm. You know, maybe he built up a whole new. You never know. Mm. But when you get rid of your influence, when you lose your influence because you stand up, it might not be the best move. Yeah. And the thing that you have to weigh for this, what you have to weigh with this, is you are participating. And actually, you know, they say Oscar Schindler felt completely guilty because he did participate and he was a part of. Of what was happening he, he did his best to stop as much as he could but he wish he would have stopped more and yeah. you know at some point maybe you see a little six year old girl getting shot and you think you know what I should screw it I should stand in front of that bullet and take that bullet for that little girl you know yeah. that's the kind of guilt that he felt so there are times where you really have to weigh this out and also I'll tell you I mean even in things that aren't this big ethical dilemma, head-on conflict is generally not the best way to solve problems. Most of the time, it's much smarter to maneuver and it's much smarter to flank and it's much smarter to come from another angle and it's much smarter to build allegiance and alliance with people so you can have influence over them, so you can move them in the right direction.
2: Yeah, so almost like, well, actually, straight up, where doing the right thing and avoiding conflict is kind of like they're not that like opposite, you know. Where doing the uh, avoiding, you should and I'm totally just interpreting this, trying to anyway. Avoiding conflict, you should always be essentially trying to avoid compl- conflict. As far as uh, maybe not that's not but, use or, always, yes, yes but yeah,
0: okay. generally speaking, we yeah. do a better job. The outcome is better when we avoid conflict.
1: Yeah.
0: Now, of course, anyone listening to this thinks, oh, you take that to the extreme. This is someone that never stands up for anything.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. that's bad.
0: That's and it's, only, it's also bad from a leadership perspective. If if your team is looking at you and they think, huh oh, Jocko never sticks up for us. He never gives the boss any pushback. So we yeah. just, we're just we just at the whim of this tyrannical boss and is no buffer to it. Yeah. That's what they see. So you can't just be a pushover. But at the same time, if you go to your troops and you say, hey, listen, guys, Here's what's going on. The boss has got a lot of ideas right now. Some of them are good, some of them not so good. But guess what, what what I'm doing right now and the reason that we're pushing hard to carry out what he's trying to get us to do is to the best of our ability, the reason we're doing that is because I'm actually trying to build some trust with him so that he will listen to me. Right now, he's not really listening to me. Mm -hmm. He knows I don't have much experience, but I'm trying to build relationships so he can listen to me so we can actually do this in what I think is gonna be a smarter way. Can you guys help me build this relationship by kicking ass for the next three projects that we've got. So I can build up some clout and come back to him and get the tools or the people, whatever it is that we need.
2: Yeah. Yeah. man. <clears throat> see, You always have this real finesse sort of way of, of saying stuff like you. <laughs> it's, it's fun where it, I guess <clears throat> well, you, a, were, my,
0: you, you were saying, and I think you were wrong. Actually, you were saying that, that, um, standing up and doing the right thing is the same thing as avoiding ho- as avoiding conflict yeah
2: no i didn't i didn't mean it like that i i meant that they're not necessarily always opposites you know like doing the right thing and avoiding conflict Got it. like there you know there's just some wishy washy kind of room in the wiggle room in there a lot of time and when i say avoiding you should always be quote unquote avoiding conflict i meant of course not always but i meant more like even if i'm going to confront someone or something about like something that's wrong i still should be while i do that i should be avoiding like conflict for I sure should do it in a finesse sort of way yeah. to actually just keep everything you know rolling forward maybe just nudge it in a different direction kind of thing but i actually now that i'm sort of reading this again i, I understand what he's asking you know it's like is there a time where it's like hey there's going to be conflict is there a time where it's worth the conflict, And yeah. where is that point, you know? And the point thing.
0: that I always give is if if you're telling me, "Hey, Jocko, go do the mission this way," and I'm like, "You know what? I'm not doing it." Yeah. And you go, "Okay, fine, you're fired." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now do you put someone some yes man in my place and then that yes man gets everyone killed because it was a stupid stupid plan did I really help or should I have said hey boss I'm really gonna recommend we do it a different way here's some different options and then finally you say no jock are you doing it my way and guess what even then I can go out and mitigate in the field even then I can say you know what and the classic example that is in Band of Brothers Mm. when dick winners awesome leader they send a recon mission across the river one night someone dies they come back, the war's over, it's all but over. And the next night they wanted to do another reconnaissance mission. And Dick Winters is like, sir, I'm not sure that's a great idea. He's like, do it. He goes, okay, roger that. The guys go down, they drink a couple of bottles of wine in the bottom of a, they don't do the mission.
1: Yeah.
0: He mitigated the risk. If he would have stood up and, you know, that's, the, that's a great example of where he avoided conflict, yeah. he stayed in the game, he wasn't, he, he said, yes, yes, sir. Got it, we got it. And then he did, disobeyed. Sure, he put, his, he put his rank at risk and probably could have gotten in some trouble, but he knew it was the right thing to do.
2: Yeah, that was like the best sort of way to do it. Yeah, man, and he, again, you, um, you're always thinking of like the long game yeah. versus the short game, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, man, if you can keep that in perspective, these things be, become a little bit more clear, you know? They always do. Yes, sir. All right, next question. Jocko, I recently interviewed for a team lead job but wasn't selected because I don't have leadership experience. How can I lead when I'm not in charge?
0: Well, you're in charge of something. You're certainly in charge of something. You're in charge of some piece of gear. You're in charge of some task. You're in charge of maybe a couple people here or there, but even if you're not, you're in charge of something. So whatever you're in charge of, take charge of it. Take charge of whatever your task is, you take charge of it, you own it, you do it to perfection. And once you've got that completely dialed, then you know what? You reach out and you see who else you can help you help with other tasks, you look for work. If you look for work, you're gonna find it. right? You're, you're gonna find it. You're gonna find it, you're gonna start taking things from other people. Now what you have to be careful of is that you don't step on toes, right? Because just about everyone, think about this, just about everyone is offended by someone that wants to be in charge. Oh, yeah. right? Hey, uh, let, me, let me let me take charge of this here, right? Yeah. Just that right there <laughs> makes people cringe. I'm gonna take lead on this. Yeah, let me, let me, oh, you know what, uh, hey, listen up, guys, right? The, if you're that guy, then everyone goes, hmm. Now, there's a key point to this. This is beautiful, this is beautiful. So let's say we're in a platoon, there's something going on, I'm in a mid-grade position, and I realize like I wanna be a leader, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if I just go in and guys, hey, guys, let me run this next mission. People are like, dude, what do you know? What are you talking about? You don't know anything. Mm. Okay, and they're and they're kind of dug in against me by the way at that point uh, Yeah, if I give it enough if I let things escalate a little bit What I would usually do is I would I would let things escalate to a point to where when I Took charge people were waiting for it and they were happy that I took charge Then that even when I was even when I was tasking a commander like if you're tasking a commander Okay, so I got Leif and stoner working for me. Mm-hmm. I'm tasking a commander. We're out on an operation Something starts going wrong, right? Let's say Leif's doing a building clearance with his platoon. Something starts going wrong, I jump down there and say, all right, guys, push over that way, start clearing that hallway. How does Leif feel?
1: Yeah, kind of,
2: yeah.
0: Phased. He feels like I jumped down and micromanaged yeah. his platoon, and why are you doing this? Everything was going fine. So I don't wanna do that. Yeah. I want. First of all, I want him to work things out, of course. So what? let's say, same thing's happening. Things are going a little bit bad. There's starting to be a little bit of confusion. There's starting to be escalated voices. There's starting to be people be, you know, hey, wait, wait, no, don't go there. You can hear it. It's really obvious when things are going wrong. I might let that escalate a little bit. Mm. Let it get to a point where Leif knows he doesn't have control of this anymore. Now I come down and go, hey, everyone, lock it up. You four, hold on that hallway. You two, start clearing that back room. Everyone else, get to the rooftop and hold security. You know what everyone thinks, including Leif? They go, oh, thank God, that just yeah. happened, right now, and that can happen from anywhere in the chain of command. I'm happy. I happen to be given an example of when I was the tasking commander, but I would do the same thing when I was a an E five, which is, oh, things are going a little bit sideways. No one wants to hear the guy that as soon as the opportunity, as soon as there's any void. Of leadership you're just like jumping in there like okay guys Captain America to the rescue (laughs) right you don't want to do that you want to let that I'll tell you what happens if there's a little tiny void that you try and jump into guess what you're gonna do you're gonna bump into everyone else that's that's in that void There has to be an actual void of leadership once that actual void of leadership opens up and it's big enough you jump in there and, you, and because you've detached, because you are detached, because you're watching it happen, mm-hmm. you jump in there and you have so much confidence in what you're saying. You have so much understanding of the situation. You mm-hmm. look like a genius and everyone's happy that you just did that. Mm-hmm. And by the way, as soon as that problem gets solved, you step back out, the leadership void is closed up by someone else and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. And next time, people, people will not be surprised at all when something goes wrong and you step in and you've solved the problem. Yeah. So that's what you should do. You Yes, you want to be in charge. Yes, you should look for work, but you can't step on toes. Don't jump in every time chance you get, like Captain America. Yeah. I'm going to save the day. No, you're not. Yeah, yeah. Let there be a real problem. Assess it from the outside. And... Like I said, you got to be careful about being Captain America. You got to be careful about being. I'm gonna. I'm ready to stand up every moment, and that that's a problem. You know, it's a problem when someone when someone's goal. This is gonna sound weird. When someone's goal is to be a leader, right? Like my goal is to be a leader. Like mm-hmm. if that's what they're thinking, that's gonna that's gonna offend people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's gonna offend people because, and I'll tell you why it offends people. It's rightfully so. You know why it offends people. Because what is it about? Themselves. It's about me.
1: Yeah. I wanna
0: be a leader. I, me, me want to lead. That's yeah. what it's about. And everyone recognize that. If what you really wanna do is you want the team to win and you realize that sometimes you're gonna be in a supporting role and sometimes there might be a situation where you need to lead almost hesitantly, you know what, leadership needs to happen, I'll go make it happen because the team needs it to win. Yeah. I'm here for the team. Yeah. So don't be the person about yourself. Right. We don't like that person. I don't even like that person. As much as I love people that want to step up and lead, I don't want that person that's yep. like looking for themselves. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta be following. I want someone that's like, hey, oh cool, I got your back, don't worry about it. I'm, mm. I'm over here, I'm over here part of the train. I'm over here clearing rooms. Oh wait a second, there's a leadership void? And now there's an actual problem going on? Oh, and then that person suddenly steps up and solves the problem and then goes right back down to their level, yeah. awesome. That's the person you want, and that's the person you want to be.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know like, nowadays, well, I hear it a lot nowadays where if you add value. You just want to add value. So that's essentially what you're doing. If you're not in a leadership situation, it's like, boom, I'm going to add value. So, one, okay, I'm going to start with my own role. You know, that's where I'm going to add the most value, my own role. But if there's little voids in whatever capacity that needs. Some value added. I'm gonna go ahead and add that value, but you can't just be piling on the value where it's not needed. You no, know, don't you don't
0: know? don't pour additional value.
2: No man into
0: non-value needing areas. That's exactly right. That's it's
2: problematic. Too, too much value. It's true. All right, sure. next question. Hi, Jocko. When you're trying to take ownership of a mistake made by a fellow team member, what do you do if the team leader asks for a step by step step by step breakdown of events? I've said it was our mistake and not to and. Not made excuses, but a step-by-step breakdown would expose the fact that he alone was responsible for the error. Hmm.
0: Interesting. So he basically do you think it, that's interesting?
2: It is. Wait, wait. So he's he's basically saying, okay, it's our mistake, right? right. I don't want to individualize this guy or, right. or, or, or so you know make him stand out or whatever. Um, it's our mistake, and we're gonna fix it, kind of thing. And he's like, no, I want the step-by-step. but The yep. step step step-by-step's gonna reveal, reveal. That is the that solo was actually Bill's fault.
0: <laughs> and yeah. now, what I do, i tried so yeah. hard to take ownership, but here's right, the problem: right. it was actually Bill that was all jacked it's up. It's actually not my so fault. It's actually not my fault. <laughs> is what we're saying. It's—it's <laughs> it's the truth, right? You get that, right? Yeah. Because—because I, I check saying? it out. Who's responsible?
2: Leaders. Responsible. When, you, when you're taking ownership Me. of something,
0: when you're taking extreme ownership of something, whose right. fault is it? Yeah, mine. Yeah. Sure. Does that include when someone else on your team makes a mistake? Yes but how can that be Gus, man, it's your it's your <laughs> team. team so let me ask you these questions here's what I'd be thinking um, the teammate was in error why well, why did the teammate make a mistake why didn't the teammate have backup why didn't the rest of the members of the team why didn't I actually go through with him and make sure that he knew how to do that procedure properly mm-hmm. he's part of my team we're responsible for this taking place i knew he was a little bit shaky and i didn't do anything to fix it that's why it's our fault it's not our fault because we say oh it's our fault but it's really bill yeah that's not that's not what we're talking about the point is the point is to actually own it so if my coworker fails i'm literally saying to myself what mistake did i make that my coworker dropped the ball
1: mm.
0: what mistake did i make my coworker dropped the ball what mistake did I make? Did I not show it to him? Did I not ask him if he knew how to do it? Did I not ask him if he needed some help? Did I not confirm that he knew the procedures correctly? All those things are my fault. Did I not do a good job of identifying that Bill was a little bit slow on the uptake? And therefore, he needed a little extra preparation for this. And now now think about this. What can I do once I make those mistakes? Okay, what can I do to fix them? And now think about this from a leadership perspective. You go down and you say hey you guys you guys messed up this thing uh, Why did it happen mm-hmm. now? Think about the team where everyone goes? Well, you know, it's our fault mostly bill <laughs> <laughs> Right sure. And I'll tell you when I when 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 I look at a, a platoon and Bill made a mistake I don't look at bill a good leader doesn't just look at Bill. A good leadership looks at everyone on the team, especially certainly the leadership. But I think this guy's talking about from a peer, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. From a peer perspective, if there's a mistake that happens, we are truly responsible.
1: Yeah.
0: And then from a leadership perspective, when I go down to the team and I say, hey guys, what happened? And they say, well, it was our fault, but this is what Bill did. Yeah. I go, okay, so you just dropping a dime on Bill. I'm not gonna say that, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, okay. So it's all Bill's fault, cool. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you say, hey, listen, boss, this is what happened. Here's the procedures we went. I don't think we did a good job of briefing Bill, because here's what Bill did. He he did step three instead of step four. My fault. We went through it twice, but I should have gone through it a couple more times and confirmed he knew what was going on. It's not gonna happen again. We got this. Yeah. Which guy are you wanting to work for? Which guy do you which which team do you want? Mm-hmm. You want the team where people are taking ownership of the problem, not blaming Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ownership is not just saying we own it. Ownership is actually owning it. And that's what makes it so powerful. What makes it so powerful is if you actually own it, then you actually look at Bill beforehand and you go, look, in our team, do we have any weaknesses? Yeah, we do. We got Bill. Bill doesn't Bill can't get this part of the procedure done right. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to put Bill into this other position that's an easier part of the procedure. We're going to make sure he knows how to do that. Meanwhile, we're taking Mike mm-hmm. and Mike is going to go down here and he nails this procedure and and he's going to spend by the way, an extra 15 minutes a day during lunch. He's going to get Bill trained up. So Bill can eventually.
2: That's the kind of thing you do on a team. Yeah. Yeah, you made it pretty clear which is <laughs> um which is kind of, it, because it's not that easy to understand, or it wasn't for me anyway. I mean, it put it this way. It was it was very valuable when I did understand this about extreme ownership. I said this before too, by the way. So there's there's essentially two parts of it that make it extreme ownership. Well, actually, there's three. There's the dichotomy. But aside from the dichotomy, <laughs> this is what it is. You take responsibility, and then you say what you're going to do to fix the problem. Yes. Right? And then
0: actually there's a third part, which is you implement the solution.
2: Yes, yes, okay. You,
0: you identify Perfect. it, you own the problem, you identify a solution for the problem, and then you implement the solution. Yes. That's what you do.
2: Yeah. So a lot of times, in the especially in the beginning, like I would just, as far as me, just kind of casually trying to understand it, I would focus so much on taking responsibility. You know, mm. it was my fault, you know, kind of thing. It's like, mm, well, the taking responsibility, I mean, is arguably more important than saying that it's your fault kind of thing mm-hmm. it's essentially you're, you're taking responsibility of the solution as well yes. you know if not you because in a way in a lot of practical cases you don't even have to identify whose fault it is if you take responsibility of the solution like if, if i'm okay here so if there's a, a football team Right. Uh It's like the epitome of team, not the epitome, but a good example of teamwork.
0: Never mind the SEAL teams or whatever, but we'll go with it. Right,
2: Well, football is pretty, (laughs) it'll be more simple because it's, so let's say, okay, we got a pass or whatever. And boom, the play, the the play starts and a guy gets through the front line. Uh, Let's say the guard Mm -hmm. missed a block. Mm -hmm. Obvious, right? He missed it. Maybe he looked one way and it was supposed to look this way. He was supposed to not pull and he tried to pull or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just made a mistake. He just made a mistake. He's not in company. He just made a mistake. Whose fault is it? It's the Guards fault. Okay. But if the quarterback is going to take extreme ownership, he's going to be like, hey, no part. Hey, this happened. You know, next time we re- I'm going to remind him, hey, on this play, that play, you know, this red 46 yep. curve twist or whatever, you, like you don't pull. And he will probably be like, oh man, I know, I know. Don't don't scold him. Don't just be like, hey, you don't pull. hey no problem. But we're just not gonna do that anymore. And then next time I call that play, I'm gonna be like, You're good, right? I'm gonna check with him. I didn't check with him that first time you made a mistake. I'm gonna check with him. He won't make that mistake again. Kind of like you when we were navigating, when we were driving, navigating yeah. me, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: It's kind of one of those things. The quarterback took responsibility for solving the problem. Yes. More so than he was like, okay, let's Um, That was my fault and making a big deal out of it being his fault, even though in his head it is, you know, it's like, okay, this is my fault. I should, you know, I should make sure things are clear kind of thing. Like the weather too, you know, your weather example.
0: Well, what bothers me the most about this question is I feel like I feel like I don't do a good job of explaining this. Because what bums me out is someone wh- whoever wrote this question, and it's a good question. I get the question. I I get scared that the person that's listening to the question goes, "No, Jocko doesn't quite get it. He doesn't quite get the fact that there was this one guy who was part of the team who made this mistake, and no one, you know, we just we can't hold his hand every time. Like mm. that's it's not my fault. It's not our team's fault when Bill." Drop, completely drops the ball. That's not my fault. It's not anyone on the team's fault. And my point is, is exactly what you are saying, Echo. Yes, it is. And if you look at it, when Bill makes the mistake himself, he's alone in a room and he's supposed to, you know, he's supposed to put part A on top of part B and bolt them together. That's his part of the job. He's alone in a room doing that and he doesn't do it, right? That's 100% his fault. The answer is no. Actually, who's in charge of training him? who's in charge of checking who who, not even in charge of who's responsible we are a team that means we work together that means we confirm that we know how to do our individual parts of the job that means we check and say hey Bill are you good hey Bill let me check your first three that you do to make sure you understand what's happening we do this together as a team and it makes me feel like a failure that people have a hard time understanding this. And, and I know it's it can be a stretch. It can be a stretch. And you know, I give all those examples. Hey, the machine gunner shoots in the wrong direction. Whose fault is that? It's not the machine. The machine gunner literally pointed the machine gun in the wrong direction, pulled the trigger, and shot in the wrong direction. Whose fault mm-hmm. is it? it's the squad leaders, it's the fire team leaders, it's the platoon leaders, because they didn't make sure that he understood his field of fire, make sure he understood how to operate his weapon. And by the way, there's a chance that the reason that Bill screwed this up, and Bill is incapable of putting these parts together correctly, and if that is the situation, guess what, it is a responsibility of the team to either get him trained up to where he can do it, or to tell the leadership that this guy cannot, he's incapable of doing the job, and therefore he needs to not be here. Mm. That's what ownership is. That's what extreme ownership
2: is. I think I know what it is. What 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 makes it confusing or sometimes kind of kind of slippery like to grasp, you know? Cuz it depends on who you ask. So a lot of times the thing is when when it's the machine gunner's fault, the thing is if I'm if I'm not even a human being, I'm just a disembodied brain, <laughs> okay. It's the machine gunner's fault, and the leader's fault, and the, it's everyone's fault. If I'm, di- you know, but but if you ask an individual person, because you ask a machine gunner, hey, he, okay, Jocko, you're the machine gunner, you shot in the wrong direction, and I ask you whose fault is that? What are you gonna say? Now, My leader's fault?
0: Well, it, it's your fault. No, well, let me let me tell you right now, there are plenty of people, and definitely plenty of machine gunners that when they shoot that weapon in the wrong direction, you know what they say? I didn't get a clear brief on what the field yeah. of fire were. No one told, I didn't cool. see the, the markers for what the range limits were. I didn't know where the other blue forces were. No one told me. So they're looking at it like it actually isn't their fault. Now you right. get some good machine, and, and actually, guess what? When you have a guy on, that's a machine gunner, that says, well, it wasn't my fault, it was my leader's fault. You know what the leader says? You know what the leader says? Well, good the leader, leader says, or bad leader? The, the leader in this team. The leader in this team, you know what he says? No, it was the machine gunner's fault.
2: Yeah. That's
1: right. And now
0: guess whose fault it was? It was no one's fault. The machine gunner thinks it's the boss's fault. The boss thinks it was the machine gunner's fault. Now who's going to fix the problem? The answer is no one. one, When you get a good team, the machine gunner goes, my fault. I should have paid better attention. The leader says, my fault. And now you have everyone... Taking ownership of the problems, yes, yeah, and that's, that's the way it's point. supposed
2: to be. But that's my point, and that's why it makes it. So Never mind slippery. your disembodied no. brain that's, <laughs> that's making it. decisions no. over here. I'm trying to make a point, though. <laughs> I'm saying this is why it's hard for people to understand. That's why sometimes, and I'm, I'm with them. I'm like I was there. It's kind of like mm. it's kind of like sure. I'm taking extreme ownership. You know, the typical I'm taking extreme yes. ownership, but yes. you know, at the end of the day, we all know it's false, Bill's fault. But the reason that it is so hard because if I ask, okay, we have three guys. One of those guys is a machine gunner. The other guy's a leader. The other guy's just another team member. Uh, he's, you know, he's the the sniper or something. Mm-hmm. If I say, hey, this machine gunner shot in the wrong direction, individual meetings, I, they all take extreme ownership. All of them are down. They're in the game. Yep. All of them. I ask you, machine gunner, whose fault is that? What's he going to say? It's my fault. Okay, next guy. Whose fault is it? Fire was team leader, getting, my fault. Well, I should and have then, told him. And then, yes, Squad leader, and, my fault. I should have told him. Right. Yes. So it the re now go back to the disembodied brain. It's kind of like wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So it's like he did it. It's hard to grasp like that. One guy, it is his fault. The Thing is, it's not just his fault. Apparently, because everyone said it's their fault. Right. So it was obviously his fault. But wait, it's everyone's fault kind of thing. So when you're the guy and you're saying, OK, his fault it that little thing creeps in your brain. That's like, yeah, wait, it is his fault. Yeah. You know, and, it, it, and, it you, and you're wrong. You. Yeah. 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 And you're
0: wrong. And I need to do a better job of explaining pe- that to people because I see questions like this on a fairly regular basis, yeah. which is. But hey, really? Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, I get ownership, but really.
2: Yeah, that's what I and mean. it's
0: the but really yeah. that you need to check yourself on.
2: Yeah.
0: Because the, the reality is you're responsible.
2: Yeah. You. Wait, but if I'm responsible, what about the machine gunner? He just said he's responsible machine gunner. You're so responsible. What? I'm No, but the machine gunner said he's responsible. You see what I'm saying, though? I think that's the feeling that that, that If you up. let that creep in, yeah. then
0: that's going to be a problem.
2: Yeah. Have you ever seen Office Space? Remember yes. that? Okay. Yes, I have seen that movie. So really, when you think about, okay, what's the big thing? The I don't TPS. have the movie memorized, yes, yes, you Okay, let me, let me uh, remind you. Okay, <sighs> So in the beginning, they were like, hey, Peter, you we're putting cover sheets on the TPS reports from now on. Or okay. we've been doing that. You, you forgot to do that, right? Uh-huh. So first Lumberg comes, his boss first Lumberg yeah. comes, he's like, yeah, you know, saying, hey, let me read. He didn't do it in a dick way. Annoying, for sure. But he said, hey. This is basically a reminder. Did you get that memo? We're putting cover sheets on the TPS reports. He's like, I, hey, I just forgot. It was a one-time thing. No problem. And he's like, cool. All you know. So if you just do that, do that. That'd be cool. And he's like, cool. No problem. So I'll even give you another copy of that memo. He almost like overdid it. Not almost. He did overdo it. So he left. And then the other boss, boom, who's like one level down, he came. Same deal. Hey, we're putting. Did you get that memo? TPS reports, cover sheets now, blah, blah, blah. He's like, I got the memo. I forgot one time thing. He's like, yeah, I'm just, all those bosses were do doing is making sure the problem got solved, right? Doing everything in their power. Even his other, his friends were like, hey, what's up? I heard you guys, you're having problems with your TPS. So they were just taking extreme ownership, taking ownership of the problem, trying to solve it. But we give them crap about it.
0: Who do, who do we give? A movie? In a movie somewhere?
2: Yeah, yeah, because. <laughs> They're trying to make it funny, dude. Yeah, I know, I know. But that's kind of ironic. But yeah, I know. But it's ironic, right? It is. It well, is. So I'm not even mad at Lumberg for that. I'm just saying. Next question. Hi, Jocko. I have a question for you. I know you're a very busy guy. How do you find time to read so many books? I have, I have many that I want to read, but I have trouble having enough time. Any advice on how to set aside time to do so? Uh, sure. All right, lay it on me.
0: Make time. <laughs> What are you you doing all day? Mm. The clock's ticking. What are you doing all day? Are you watching TV? Are you surfing the internet? Are you watching YouTube videos? That's my question. What are you doing before you go to sleep at night? Are you looking at Twitter? Are you looking at Instagram uh, posts? Instagram videos? Mm -hmm. Tell me they're not like an addiction.
1: Yeah.
0: You, get the, you get the the Instagram video. Every one of them is funny. They're 38 seconds long. They're one <laughs> minute long. Get to see people hurt themselves. Get to see people do dumb things. Make you feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that dumb thing. Someone else did. I can laugh at them. How long are you going to look at those videos for when you could be reading? So, So there you go. Stop wasting a bunch of time. And then, what about audiobooks? What are you doing when you're mowing the lawn? What are you doing when you're trimming the hedges? What are you doing when you're pulling weeds? What are you doing when you're cleaning the dishes? Get some audiobooks. Get some audiobooks. What are you doing first thing in the morning? What are you doing? Are you waking up, checking your email, sitting around, waiting, you know, wasting a bunch of time? Are you getting up early enough that you could just get up, get out of bed, go and read for 30 minutes? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: 30 minutes. That's what you have to do. You have to make time. There's plenty of time to read. There's plenty of time to read. You probably don't want to read as badly as as you think. Mm -hmm. If you wanted to read that bad, You'd make time. You make time to breathe somehow. Yeah. Well, you can make time to breathe. You can make time to read. Yeah, I I would say eat.
2: Yeah, eat would be a better one. Cause like yeah, eat. I think because read. You can read while you're doing other things sometimes, especially with yeah. Just just
0: kind of like as a as a. So I'm reading. I'm always have to be reading a book to read a book for the podcast, right? Yeah. I had only read the first maybe ten books that we read that we did on the podcast we've done 100 or something now, yeah. probably more than that. I'd only read like 10 of them, maybe, maybe a few more, but I'd read them so long ago, maybe I'd read 30, but I'd yeah. read some of them so long ago that just I had to reread them. Yeah. And so then you say to yourself, okay, so when, would you know when I read? All the time, I read, go to bed, reading, wake up, reading. Mm. Um, uh, going in an airplane, see people, what do people do in an airplane? Sleep. You watch a movie. I know you sleep. They do all this stuff. I yeah. sleep sometimes in an airplane But if I'm not sleeping get us guess what I'm doing reading prepping for a podcast.
2: I can attest to that one. Yeah uh, What do you think is the like the biggest ones that people are um, You know that you know the the biggest Activities time that, they, sucks. that they could yeah that they could just stop
0: and for, just uh for me. I think the biggest time sucks are YouTube I think Instagram yeah. I think those two are really um, what's the word stimulating to the brain, yeah. and you actually get this weird like, well, I actually like I'm going to learn a little something from this right here. I'm going to take something away from this. No. I'm going to veg out. I'm going to escape from my world right now. It's like escapism, right? Yeah. yeah and no. and they they actually have algorithms yeah. that are that know what you will click on mm. they actually know that about you they mapped your little brain <laughs> and know that if they put up a video that has if they put up a, a thumbnail of a video mm-hmm. and it's got a heavy machine gun in it they they know they got a good chance I'm gonna click on it right <laughs> sure. and then they give it a catchphrase title yeah. right nope yep. They give it a catchphrase title. Yeah. ISIS gets massacred. are <laughs> like, oh, okay, I gotta watch that. Gotta do it, yeah. yeah. Oh, click. Oh, yeah. 50 cal versus Taliban. <laughs> oh, cool, click. 50 cal versus anything. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah and, and actually So they know worse. what you're gonna click on. Yeah. And that's that's, so, and what do you get out of it? You watch it for 20 minutes. Short game. Yeah, you get nothing out of it. You get a book, you read, you learn you write something that's what you do
2: yeah that and actually the youtube thing is especially if that's one of your things it's worse than uh, it's it's not just youtube who's trying to get you to watch the video. It's the video makers themselves. So YouTube has the algorithm. Oh, they got it all kind of sorted oh, out there. Yeah. And now the video makers, they make titles like 50 Cal versus XYZ and they'll have a bunch of those yeah. too. And guess what? 50 Cal versus, you can fill in the blank. You're probably going to watch that video. Doesn't Ultimate matter.
0: motivation speech ever.
2: Yes. they, they do, the do the that titles, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So So and so destroys
0: whatever. <laughs> Destroy. Destroys reporter in <laughs> yeah. interview.
2: Yeah, exactly right. So once you... Literally, literally owned. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What makes that funny is because those are actual yeah, titles. Yeah, those are actual titles. So basically, right when you log on to YouTube, once YouTube pops up on your screen, bro, everyone on that screen is all sucking your attention. Literally, that's yeah. their job, sucking your attention. So yeah, man, that's a big one. Right, Instagram... So here's 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 one that it really hit me really hard. The gram. The gram. And I like Instagram. It's like, good. But... If you're like trying to read, you know, if you want to read more or whatever, mm-hmm. consider like, even like, let's say we stop recording just for a second, we're, we're gonna bust out our phones, we're gonna maybe check an email, maybe we got a text or whatever, mm-hmm. and the ch- the probability of Instagram coming up on there, we're gonna, you know, open it, but the probability of us opening Instagram is, is pretty significant, it's pretty high. Mm-hmm and you're gonna scroll through there or whatever, even if you scroll for two, three minutes, right? You scroll through there, maybe you, you looked at, uh, I don't know, 15, 20 people's posts, read what they had to say. Bro, if you have a, what do you what do you call that, Kindle or something, mm-hmm. right? you do that same thing. It's like, and like- you could, You're if, saying you could read. Yeah, read instead. So if you had a camera, like once you said, like imagine you're video, being videotaped, like what if you're being videotaped all day and all it did was calculate, Every time you opened up Instagram or Facebook or Twitter and or YouTube, all those put together, every time you opened up, but inst- and you had that scenario in one average day. Then you take all that time and replace it with you opened your Kindle to read or bust out a book. You know, you bring books or whatever with yep. you, and that's how, too. Instead of doing that, you did the book. Bro, you know how much reading you do? Bro, you'd read so much. A lot of reading. Yeah. So it's like, th- yeah, those are the time sucks, man. Your phone, it's so available, you know. Yeah. But, bro, you can read on your phone, too. Mm-hmm. It's a big one TV too You watch y- TV? Not really Bro I watched one Show now and actually two Hawaii Five-0 And that's it sometimes Shark Tank <laughs> That's it man 100% It's weird.
0: What is? How often is a Hawaii Five-0 on? Once a week
2: And it goes in seasons so you got you know, How long is the season? I don't know 13 episodes I guess I don't know I, don't, I, I No 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 but Nonetheless I,
0: I have much. watched one TV show recently What? It's called Billions Oh, well, you know,
2: <laughs> you're on now. There's a little you know.
0: scenario unfolding on, on billions, so uh, all
2: right. Well, you know, and I'm actually, catch it's that a good one.
0: show, actually. All right, there it's, you go. Yeah,
2: and keep in mind, it's not like I've never seen any other show ever and never will. It's not that. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying, you know, how people they like no, they no, watch no, TV I know. routinely, well,
0: and actually, um. I will separate the fact that nowadays you can watch TV in a different way, right? It's not like at eight o'clock on a Thursday night, you got to sit there and watch a 30 minute show with the 30 minutes worth of commercials in it, right? No, you can, you're you're on a flight somewhere, you've read, you got to take it easy on your eyes a little bit. If you start reading too much, you've Mm -hmm. read for a long time. Okay, you're going to stare out the window for a little while, listen to this part of a podcast or something. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, okay, my brain is like barely functioning. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna watch an episode of Billions.
1: Yeah,
2: or well, Ballers. You ever seen Ballers? No, I, I have not. I don't know the difference. Well, I do know the difference. I watched that for a little bit, but the, you know, like people have a routine, like tonight, you know, every night for 30 minutes, they watch TV with their kids or whatever. It's like that doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah. <sighs> Next question. You're
0: really. Sad how much time you can waste these days with the distractions and the people trying to get that time from you.
2: Yeah, your discipline, uh, like when you when you first started saying discipline, oh, when I first started hearing it from you, that was like one of the things that popped into my head like as being really obvious. Like if you are disciplined with your time, you'll have a lot of free time, like a lot, a lot of free time, way more than you would think anyway. Because, you know, even when I'm like real busy, you know, if I can accurately remember my day, I can remember like just like five minutes here, 15 minutes there like that. I did something that was a waste of time. Mm. And if you add up all those little minutes, you have probably hours, probably hours for to do whatever. Yeah. Do something
0: progressive, you know, productive, productive, Productive. progressive, Progressive. progress your life.
2: Valuable. Valuable. All those things. Check. Next question would you would your extreme ownership philosophy have changed or lost confidence if you had been Relieved of command when taking ownership of friendly fire incident you described in your first book
0: the book extreme ownership, by the way yes just To to be perfectly clear about this I wasn't taking ownership of the situation just so that I could keep my job it wasn't a political maneuver to set myself up to look good. I was taking ownership of the situation because I was the leader of the situation that took place. Mm -hmm. I was the guy responsible for what was happening. I was taking ownership because that was the correct thing. The correct thing is something bad had happened and I was in charge of it. And Yes, I could have been fired and if I would have been fired, I would have accepted it and I wouldn't have done anything different So again, this is sort of similar to a couple questions ago like that's extreme ownership is not about Avoiding trouble (laughs) It's not about avoiding trouble. You don't say well, I own it and then you don't get in trouble. No, you actually could get fired You actually could get fired and that's why that's why that idea of preemptive ownership, I talked about that at one of the musters. If if in the back of your mind, if in the back of my mind I think, you know what, if the platoon makes a mistake, I can just blame it on them, I'll be good. Well, now I'm not really that worried about their plan because I got that little out if I need it. Right. I'm not worried about if the guys understand the rules of engagement because I got that a little out if I need it. I'm not that worried about deconfliction because I got that little out if they screw it up. So I have an out for myself and so I don't really put 100 percent effort into the planning and uh, of the of what we're doing Mm -hmm. if i have preemptive ownership which is hey no matter what happens out here it's my fault guess what hey guys do you understand the roes let me talk to you about them again hey Hey Leif, do you do you guys understand where the where the lines of limits of advance are? So you know where you get. Does all your guys understand? Hey, do do we do we have it marked out clearly? Okay, great. Hey, do the you know like dig in, and when you dig in on stuff, then you have less of a chance of something going wrong. But when something does go wrong, and you take ownership of it, you take ownership of it not to avoid trouble, but to face trouble. Mm. That's what you have to do. So, my my idea hasn't changed. In fact if I would have blamed someone else and then kept my job and someone else gotten fired I would have had a real problem with that I could not have lived with myself maintaining that position knowing that I had sacrificed someone below me in the chain of command for my own good that doesn't sit with me man I wouldn't have been able to do that I wouldn't have been able to do that and that's why when I was trying to figure out who to blame it on, because I was, because i was looking at this big problem because mm, there was yeah. a lot of bad things and I'm thinking to myself, okay, whose fault was this? And I couldn't figure out why I didn't feel comfortable saying it was this guy or it was that guy. It'd, it'd be like this guy in the previous one, guy. Like, well, it's Bill's fault. Mm. I don't feel comfortable saying that, especially when I'm in charge. And I don't feel comfortable when I'm a peer either. If, I'm, if my peer, we're part of a team and something goes wrong, I don't feel comfortable saying it was the other guy. Mm. Who does that? Who feels good about that, mm. right? Don't be that person. And and not only that, when you're, when you see people acting that way, everybody can identify that that's a bad thing to do.
1: Yeah.
0: But they do it anyways, because their ego. Yeah. So keep it in check.
2: Yep. Yeah. Next question. Whether directly or indirectly, I know Jocko follows this principle: the way you do anything is the way you do everything.
0: This is an inter- This question, I I had to pull out because what you're going to see. It's very. I think it's a question. That maybe you might be even more suited to answer than me. But go ahead, proceed. Interesting.
2: Now, let's say you're sitting on the couch, and you want to switch the light on. The switch is to your right. And you know there's a 95% chance that you can reach it from where you're sitting without having to leave the couch. What do you do? Do you take the chance to reach it or to to reach for it in vain and then get up, walk to the switch and turn it on? Or do you get up right away and and make the extra effort and get it done in the most efficient manner regardless of if, <laughs> if there was potentially an easier way, yeah, I get you. I think Thank we you. know
0: where you stand <laughs> on this. I, I know. I'd love to give some big, profound answer yeah. about this, yeah. but here's the deal: I would accurately assess the distance to the light switch, mm-hmm. right? Oh, accurately, accurately assess right. it, and, and I'd figure out the best way to turn it on, mm-hmm. and then I'd turn it on. That's what I do. Yeah. I mean, if I got to get up out of bed, I get up, get to get out of bed, yeah. Or I'd pull, uh, pull, uh, we on the couch. Is that the yes. situation? Yes. W- Oh, and I need the light on, so, yeah. Or I'd get the light on my phone out and just see what I gotta see with the light. Oh, the use light, that right? light, huh? Because yeah. I'm thinking out of the box over on my side.
2: Well, right, that's what I'm doing. What you do this, as,
0: as, as far as the thing, the way you do anything is the way you do everything, and it's partly true. But at the same time, guess what? You gotta prioritize and execute. Yep. And, and there are some things that are not as important as other things. Mm-hmm. My famous example, is that my gym floor in my home gym is not clean. Yep, it's there's chalk on it, there's some sweat stains. I don't go in there three times a week with a mop and swab it and get all the chalk out and power wash it. That's mm-hmm. what it would take. Maybe two times a week if I power washed it, pull yep. all the stuff out of the garage, power wash the mats, pull them back in there, yep. set the garage back up. That's what it would take to keep the mats clean. Mm-hmm. That does, I don't care if those mats are clean or not. Doesn't matter to me, no. right? I have to prioritize. There's much, much, much more important things than whether my mats in my garage gym are clean. Doesn't matter. Yep. Jiu-jitsu mats are different, right? Jiu-jitsu yes. mats gotta be clean. Yep. Those got, that's why we got people to clean those mats yep. after classes. Sure. That's a priority. The ones at my house that just me don't matter. Yep. That doesn't mean that I'm slacking in other areas. Yep. Right? There's a minimum standard in certain things. Like there's, and even my home gym mats, I have a vacuum and I hit them with the vacuum when I get too much dog hair on them, which actually I I do that like every one or two days. Hmm. It takes three minutes to just vacuum dog hair.
1: Right.
0: But there's a minimum standard to hold the line. And as far as doing things the most efficient way, I try and do things the right way. Right? Try and do things the right way, which generally... Mm-hmm. That coincides with the most efficient way,
2: generally. Generally, there are, but here that's not what he's talking about here. So when oh, you said uh, and when you said I'm a fit dancer, uh, we, they, hey, here's we, the thing, man, bro, this guy I, you don't we don't have his name, but man, we need to get together and like talk because, this is, bro, this this is the kind right of stuff here. that I think about all the time. <laughs> not in this obsessive way, but it, this enters my mind. Man, that's a good question too. So basically, he's asking like, okay. And it happens for literally half a second, maybe one whole 2nd Where, like, okay, man, I need the light on. What do I do? Do I, you know, like how he said, do I reach for it? Because that's the easiest way. I don't have to stand up, use all my leg and back muscles to stand up and walk over. There. I can just reach for it. But what if I can't reach it? Now I got to expend all the energy of reaching for it, failing, bringing my hand back, and then doing the standing up thing that I was trying to avoid in the first place. So it's one of those things. So what do I do, man? What do I do? Do I just chance it? Or do I just be like, eh, you know, I'm not going to chance anything. I'm just going to expend the
1: extra energy
2: and turn on the light. So what do I do, right? Yeah, man, it's a conundrum. Same thing with the, the soy sauce bowls. Same mm-hmm. thing. Also, here's a, here's one you might.
0: Did you see the meme? Yes. There's there's a couple Outstanding. Memes. There's yes. a couple memes about you and the soy sauce bowls. <laughs>
2: I read. One,
0: of them, one of them was like a black and white photo. Mm-hmm. Did you see that one? It was oh. like a black and white photo, but it, it said something. <laughs> it was this black and white photo of of soy sauce bowls. Oh yeah, yeah. What it's did like, it say? I
2: forget, like the the struggle the is real or something, or something like that, like that. Yeah, but it's better gonna... than the struggle is real. Yeah. And
0: then they had the superhero looking guy that had the two buttons. Yeah, the yeah. two <laughs> buttons.
2: <laughs> anyway, here's one and, and here's one that this this one's a real problem. Small, but a real problem for most people <laughs> for when most people. Yes, okay. when you're laying in bed at night, you're you're sleeping and you wake up you're like, "Man, I got to fuck. I got to take a, I got to use the bathroom." Mhm but not too bad. I don't have to use the bathroom bad, just a little bit. So what do I do? Do I hold it, power through the discomfort because the discomfort isn't that bad. And hopefully I'll fall asleep because I don't want to get up and wake myself up more and turn on the light and do all this stuff and walk around, get the blood flowing. And then what if I can't fall asleep as quick or whatever, or I'm tired. I don't even want to get out of bed, you know? So what do I do? because if I go use the bathroom, oh man, I'll be fully relaxed, it'll be done, I don't, it won't keep me up, the discomfort won't keep me up, but if I can fall back asleep, I didn't even have to get out of bed. See what I'm saying? <laughs> so what do you do? You're at that, and, and if you really gotta use the bathroom, it's no issue, because it's obvious, you know? But if you just have to a little <laughs> bit, it's a hard question, it's cannot true. I believe you're talking uh, about Oh, don't, right don't even act, don't no, even act. I know, what, what do
0: you mean? mean? I, th- is, I spend, think that you have I this spend problem. spend zero seconds. <laughs> I spend zero seconds thinking about that issue. Zero. This is no factor whatsoever in my okay, life. So
1: what do you
2: do? You're like, I'm going to go use bathroom. Here,
0: here's, my, here's my answer to your question. Yeah. If I have to go to the bathroom, I go to the bathroom. What if you kind
2: of have to go to the bathroom, though?
0: There's no kind of. Yes, there is. I either is. have to oh, or I oh, don't.
2: Oh, no, no, no. You're ba- okay, so if your bladder is full, okay, you got to use the bathroom. What if, you, what if your bladder is one third full?
0: Then I don't have to go to the bathroom.
2: Oh, okay. So you have a, a distinct like cutoff. Then in feelings, so yes. you don't have that gray it's area that I most do or people. I don't. All right, so most of us, we don't have it like that. No, we gotta like consider, you know, <laughs> no. the same way that you got this guy has kind of like, no, 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 this anyway, uh. anyway, I dig it, and man, that's gonna be one of those ongoing challenges, I think. You know,
0: I think the main and I almost left that whole second half of the question because the main point of the question was the way you do anything is the way you do everything. Yes, that's true to a point. You should definitely keep, you know, you try and maintain consistent effort and hold the line and everything. But the dichotomy is that if you try and hold the line on every single thing, that's not possible. And you'd spend your whole life cleaning up everything around you and fixing things, yeah, and what you'd just be, you'd be wasting time uh, when you have. You need to prioritize and execute pick the biggest problems pick the biggest things that are gonna have the most impact on you and then focus on those things and don't worry about some other things
1: yeah Shoot,
2: man that's that little conundrum is everywhere bro sometimes i'll be vacuuming <laughs> and then you know how like when you vacuum over like i don't know let's say it's a piece of big piece of lint you go over the vacuum once you know and it doesn't go in you go again it doesn't go in. you need to go, you go <laughs> i could have picked that thing up like three four seconds ago so why you know? didn't you Because I thought I could have, I could have got it with a vacuum, (laughs) and I wouldn't have to bend down. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of stuff. It happens all the time. You take
0: laziness too old, (laughs) dude.
2: It's efficiency, not laziness. But either way, you know what though? This guy, you. Combined with this guy's question, answered the question with how you do everything. You just establish a protocol. If there's a question, you just do the guaranteed one. Yeah. If I see a piece of lint, I, I, I vacuum it, one it didn't shot. go up, boom, pick it up. That's yeah. it. 100%. Maybe you get a
0: double take, right? Yeah. Because generally, you got to go forward and back on a vacuum anyways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can yes. just rerun that same track. Yeah. Because you know you're going forward, back, but you're, you're offsetting a little bit.
2: Yeah. And sometimes the back, depending on your brush, depending on the back one, or the back one sometimes is yeah. more powerful.
0: Oh, okay, because the brush
2: spins a certain way. You Interesting, know? but either way, yeah, good. But you either do way, one repeat. Just, okay, yeah. nope.
0: And then guess what? On the forward stroke, you can go now to your next track, and you can bend down, grab the piece of okay. lint. You're good to go.
2: Done. Yeah. So, and the point is, establish a protocol where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to waste my time. No. You know, risking it and all this stuff. <laughs> I'm just going to go for the, the the real deal. Problem solved. Jack. Either way. All right. Next question, Jocko. I'm a firefighter slash EMT. I recently. And recently, I went on a call where a patient didn't live. Not unusual by any means. Unfortunately, I deal with loss of life on almost a daily basis. I detach and do my job, always working to get better. This call, I failed to detach. It hit me hard when the patient's husband let out chilling chilling screams as his 30-year-old wife went from alert and talking to dead within minutes. I let myself enter into his shoes at that moment. I got over it quick during my days off and moved on. It's part of the job and I accept that. But my question is, when does it become inhumane to detach? Do we sometimes need to let some weakness through to remain grounded when dealing with such major incidents as loss of life? Thank you.
0: Okay, first of all, sympathy and empathy are not weaknesses. They're not weaknesses. In fact, it actually takes strength to be able to deal with these types of situations and these types of emotions. The weak move would actually be to cut those emotions off completely. So that being said, as you know, obviously there is a dichotomy because you cannot let the emotions overwhelm you as a matter of fact if you get overwhelmed by your feelings then you can't do your job properly which in its own right is inhumane because now you're not able to treat the patients that you're trying to save because you're getting too emotional about it so what do you have to do the answer for the for the millionth time of a different subject but comes up all times you got to find balance you have to find balance between being emotional enough but not being too emotional you have to learn to recognize if you're going too far in one direction or the other and you have to do a self-assessment. You have to look and see and make sure that the, that you see the people you're treating as people. You have to look at them and make sure that you're seeing them as people, that you're not seeing them as a hunk of meat, right? You have to do that. You have to make sure that you're doing that. At the same time, you cannot afford emotionally to go through the pain of loss every time you see someone die because that's also gonna be a problem. You can't afford emotionally to do that. You can't go through that pain over and over and over again. So you have to, like you said, you have to detach. Normally you do a good job with that. I've seen guys get wounded I've seen guys get killed I've been around a lot of death and when when it was around me I didn't have time to stop and think about it I had to work to do I had to detach myself and do my job at the same time when it's over and the time was appropriate it's like you got to connect with what happened and make sure that you are dealing with it appropriately And, you know, I always thank firefighters and paramedics and EMTs and and, and police and military, but, you know, paramedics and EMTs, you're only showing up if someone is in a bad way. And I know that's hard physically and it's hard mentally and it's hard emotionally. So find the balance, keep yourself balanced, make sure you're not going too far in one direction or the other. And thanks for doing your job.
2: Man, that's like easy to, not easy, but sometimes you forget that about EMTs. Yeah. Firefight. No, like, that's e- the only time, you know, where they spray. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. You know, EMTs exceptions. are getting called because someone yeah, is in a bad way. That's the whole thing. That's what they're showing up for. So it's like, man. And, you know, cops too. Like, with, Like, it's easy. To be on the outside when you're going to parks and you know, and if your job is like you know, I don't know, me, I press record and make or make videos or whatever, you know, and this is like every day, so it kind of forms this kind of vision, you know, of my world, or whatever. But EMTs, man, every every time you get to call, it's, 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 it's just it's just the question is just oh how bad yep. you know, Whew.
0: that's yeah, what man. it is. How bad? How bad of a situation is the person? I'm about to go contend with what's their situation. Yeah. They are, they could be everything from a minor situation to they're going to die in front of me again, again, this new person <laughs> and yeah. their life and their kids and their family. And, you know, Peter Tia talked about some of that becoming a bit jaded. In fact, it's a pretty horrific story and it's worth listening to that podcast when he was on and he talked about how he got to a point where some patients He started to look at at like he'd be mad at them, yeah, mad at them, Mm. and that's what you have to avoid is Mm -hmm. getting to this point. You gotta you gotta do your best to stay emotionally detached enough that you can do your job, but at the same time, you can't be looking at other human beings as if they're just a piece of meat. Yeah, so hard job.
1: Oh yeah.
0: I think we got time for one more question.
2: I have good ideas, but I have trouble executing. Do you have any tips?
0: I have good ideas, but I have trouble executing. Do you have any tips? Oh, yeah. You... Have some good ideas, do you? But you can't execute. You, you want to know what those, are, those ideas are worth? When you don't execute on them, you know what those ideas are worth? They're worth nothing. Ideas by themselves have zero value unless they can be brought to life. And I have known plenty of people with plenty of ideas over the years. Great ideas, amazing ideas. But very few people can actually turn ideas into action. And those people end up old and bitter and angry because they didn't execute their great ideas. And so here's what you do. You execute. You actually make things happen. And sometimes, I'm going to tell you, when you execute your idea, it reveals the fact that your idea isn't all that good. It's not the brilliant idea you thought it was. And some people are actually afraid of that, and that's what stops them. But I'm not afraid. I say, but bring on that failure. Let me learn that my idea is no good. Because even if you learn that your idea is garbage, at least you know not to waste any more time dreaming about it or thinking about it. Go on to your next idea. But don't let these ideas just wander aimlessly around in your head. Get them out, bring them to life, put them into the world, run with them, get some friends and family or partners. Someone to help you. Maybe get some people that are better at execution than you are and give them some ownership. Give away those ideas. It's better to give away those ideas than let them rot inside your head and die. And whatever path you take, whether you force yourself to execute or you bring people in to help you, whatever path you're going to take, do it. Do it. Pour some life into your idea. and like i said you've got to remember that there's no guarantee that when you pour life into idea into an idea there's no guarantee that that idea is going to come to life too you might pour everything you've got into that idea and it can still die and you might have to let it die you have to let the dream die because some ideas aren't good enough to live that's just the way it is but But you know what, at least give it a chance. Don't let that idea die inside your head. No more waiting, no more putting it off, or waiting for the right time, or the right people, or the right alignment of things in the world. No more of that, no more excuses, just execution. Just go and make it happen. And I think that's all I've got for tonight. So, Echo Charlie, while we are over here trying to make things happen. Yeah, man. So we have to go hard. We have to execute. You got anything that could possibly help us execute? Yeah. Our mission? Sure. What do you got?
2: Well. Talk about origin first. This is an outstanding way to execute and maintain the execution. Mm-hmm. So while we are doing jujitsu and you don't know what kind of gi to get yet, which would be crazy. But you know, <laughs> hey, people are starting every day. And when you start, you do have that question most of the time. What's the maximum age
0: for starting jujitsu? jitsu uh,
2: Death. I think it's the day before you die. The day before so you die. So that can be 100, whatever. Yeah.
0: The the reason you don't start the day before you die is you don't want to go to your deathbed with regret. Because as soon as you even learn a little bit of jujitsu, you would be like, dang, I wish I would have started that a month ago. Yes. And had a month of solid jiu-jitsu. Yes. To try and learn what was happening. Yeah. How these people were choking me. Yeah. So, yeah. We have people all the time starting jiu-jitsu all ages from four or five. Below that, yes, you should be training. Your little kid should be training jiu-jitsu, but it's more of a playful thing that you do with them because you know the techniques and you start having them escape them out. You start yes. to have them arm lock you. You start to have them put in that rear naked choke. You got to make sure you tell them that the rear naked choke is dangerous and not to do it if you're not around because that is actually a scary thing. I used, to, I used to be a little bit nervous about that when sure. my kids were real little.
1: Yeah.
0: They know how to rear naked choke, you know. Oh, maybe my five-year-old daughter yeah. slaps a rear naked choke on my two-year-old son, right? Yeah, and decides, you know, to hang on to that thing because yeah. he's crying or whatever. So you got to be you, you got to be very careful with that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Um, and that's a simple deal where it's not like a, you know, a knife or something where it's like, hey, this is dangerous. Don't let, you know, it's like it's a little bit more cut and dry with the rear naked choke. It's kind of like, okay, you have to you have to deliberately like apply the choke and execute the choke for it to be dangerous. Not like a knife where I'm saying is
0: if you got little tiny kids below the like. Two, three, four, five. Yes, you teach them basic moves. Mm -hmm. You need to explain to them that the moves are real. Yeah. um, And they do work. Yeah. And that's, I I always warn the little kids about that. Once kids are a little bit older, they understand because it happens to them and they know what's going on.
1: Yeah.
0: So be careful with that part of jujitsu for the little kids. But whether kids are four or whether you're 60 or 70 or 80 years old, go get your jujitsu on. Oh, yeah. Gonna need a gi.
2: Yep. A ghee and or a rash guard. Actually no, a ghee and a rash guard. Check. At least one. Check. So what kind of ghee? Origin Ghee. Plenty to choose from. Plenty. Mm -hmm. Increasing by the as time goes on. Straight up. (laughs) All made in America Mm -hmm. and factually the best gis in the world.
0: Yeah. And when you buy an origin ghee, you are you are investing not only in yourself but you're also investing in this great country as we rebuild manufacturing inside our country, bringing back the old New England factories that they sent overseas. We're bringing them back. We are actually bringing them back. We are buying equipment back from overseas. We're bringing it back here on ships. Can you imagine that's happening right now? We are doing that. You are doing that. You are making that happen. Also, we got jeans. Here's the deal. I talked to Pete, Pete Roberts, sure. origin. I said, Pete, how many people do you know that do jujitsu? And he's like, oh, 100. I said, how many people do you know that own a pair of jeans? And he said, 200 million? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, we need to make jeans. Everyone wants jeans. Everyone needs jeans. Everyone would want jeans that are not only high quality, but also made in America, sewn by craftsmen, in Maine. So yeah, we got origin jeans. They're awesome. We American got denim. American denim. I like it. Cotton. Cotton.
2: Cotton, yes. Yeah.
0: Sewn here. Wait or sewn and cotton. grown. There you go. I'm surprised Pete <laughs> Roberts hadn't come up with that one yet. Grown and sewn grown in America, sewn. baby.
2: Boom. There it is. Boom. Also joggers, speaking of pants. Jeans or pants, obviously. Mm-hmm. Joggers. Don't get into the joggers. You're you're not allowed to do joggers. Nope, nope. But for us who like comfort and functionality, maybe a twist of style or whatever. There's some joggers <laughs> on there. Why do we keep bringing up joggers specifically? Is it because uh, of my experience with the joggers? You like the joggers. All right.
0: People like joggers, and, and you can also get supplements. We have supplements. We have Joint Warfare. We have Krill Oil. We have Discipline. We have Discipline Go. According to JP Donnell, when he takes Discipline Go. He can see people's thoughts.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, he was so fired up. He did a, yeah. you know, an event for Islam Front. He's like, he's like, I was so fired up. I could see people's thoughts. And I'm like, I like the way that sounds. So discipline, go, a little nootropic to get the uh, mind kicking, yep. and then you got discipline for pre-workout. Krill oil, joint warfare, keep the bones, the tendons, ligaments, the, ligaments. the joints, the ligaments,
2: keep all that stuff good to go. Maintained, uninflamed. So there's inflammation. What's the anti-inflammation? So keep them anti-inflamed and keep them moving, keep yep. them lubricated, keep them functioning. Very important.
0: And then milk. We got milk. Some people don't even know what milk is, and it's really easy to explain. Milk is
2: milk. yeah <laughs> It happens to have what 22 grams of protein yeah. in there. Clean yeah. protein yes. too, by the way. Delicious. Which is different. You know and, and delicious I, yeah very delicious and that was i was talking to my friend kenny mm-hmm. the other day he's like oh yeah so like what's so special about this thing and i kind of i got past i detached you know i got oh, past because you were getting the, emotional a little bit emotional but i was like i started like going into this whole pitch to my friend by the way it mm-hmm. was so it, it turned out to be a pitch but just like how it's all clean and, and we use you know monk fruit to sweeten it and it's like doesn't taste like some diet thing or whatever it's like a dessert at the end of the day, I think, I think he accepted the bitch.
0: Nice. The best thing to do if someone wants to know, you get, mix one up.
2: Yeah. Because as
0: soon as you mix one up, people are like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm ordering I it. Again. it. I'm getting yeah. this now. Because <laughs> how can this be good for you? Yeah, That's the question. How can this be good for you? Yeah, it tastes like that. It's true. Mint chocolate, peanut butter chocolate, vanilla gorilla. The darkness, the chocolate the dark. darkness. Yeah. And then there's, this is uh, what I believe to be kind of epic, Warrior Kid Mulk. Yes. 'Cause Warrior Kid Milk, you can go to your grocery store and you can buy something that will flavor the milk so that your kids will drink milk. But while you're drink while you're giving the milk, you're also giving them poison.
1: Yep. Right? Is yes. sugar
0: poison or is it not? Yeah. You can eat poison, enough sugar yeah. that you die. Yeah. Right? People yes. do it all the time. They get yeah. diabetes. Yeah. So we don't want to give our kids poison, we want to give them power. How yep. do we do it? We got Warrior Kid Milk. We got strawberry and chocolate. They taste amazing. They are engineered the best possible food that your kids gonna eat. Yeah. Think about it. You can say, "Oh, you want some dessert?" and they'll get all excited. Here, have a strawberry milkshake. Well, yeah. And what do they think? Thank you. Yeah. Can I have more? And you know what you say? Sure. Of
2: course you can. You can have more. all you
0: want. Oh, yeah. Because this is p- protein and probiotics and vitamins. This is everything you're supposed to be eating as a child to grow up and be strong and a world beater.
2: <laughs>
0: you, yep. the talent. All right, check. Get some.
2: Yes, okay. Also, if you want to stay on the path and represent at the same time, attire-wise, Jocko's Store. It's called Jocko Store. So you go to jockostore.com. That's where you can get your T-shirts, rash more guards, rash guards more rash for guards. the jujitsu. And it's good to have more than one rash guard for multiple reasons. One is that if one gets dirty, you don't have to rush to wash it or rush to get it back in the rotation yeah. necessarily. So it could be a
0: whole decision making process you got to deal with fu- there, right? It's Which possible. could be problematic <laughs> for Echo Charles.
2: It's possible, yes. Brian, you know what I ran into? And this is so psychological. So I, I wear, you know, I, I, whatever, I have a bunch of rash guards. Yeah. So I get injured wearing this one rash card. I, I won't wear it anymore. Because I'm like, oh, it made me get injured. Yeah. Here's the thing superstition. Yeah. But here's the thing I know that superstition is fake, but.
0: You know what I'm superstitious about? Being superstitious. No, nothing. Don't care. Yeah, see? That shirt didn't hurt you,
2: bro. I know, bro. <laughs> I know exactly what hurt me. That's what makes it even worse. Either way, whether that's your Are issue. you going to
0: retire the rash guard that you wore today? When we were training?
2: No. No. That, no. Are you sure? No. Sharp? No. Because. <laughs> 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 I guess if. Uh, yeah, see, I see what you did there. No. That not another war. rash guard I wore today was all good. It was the problem I had today was psychological and it wasn't really actually you were my problem straight <laughs> up. You were my problem. Yeah, that's right.
1: Extreme so, I thought it was
0: funny though for all my jiu-jitsu career, you know, if I have a good role with someone and I, and I, and I, you know, do good against them. A lot yeah. of times they say, oh, you're really strong, right? Sure. They never say like, oh, you got good jujitsu. Mm-hmm. They never say, oh, like I liked your guard passing or, mm-hmm. hey, you got a really good hip movement. No, they don't say that. What they say is you're strong. That's what they say. Mm -hmm. Today, I got my first kind of alternate compliment from Echo Charles. (laughs) You didn't say I was strong. Nope. You said I psychologically destroyed you.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? The whole thing. Okay, so you and you've been doing this kind of recently, where like. I can't, I don't even have to be breathing hard, but just maybe just a little, you'll like act, you'll be like put on this little charade, like, oh, or like, or I'll like push you or something, you'll be like, oh, man, like, you won't say that, but your body will be like, oh, that push was so hard, so you'll do that, and I know what you're doing, obviously, because you make it obvious, but then, what that does to me is like, man, it's like, so you don't really take me seriously right now. <laughs> so it kind of makes not angry, but a little bit like frustrating. because I'm over uh, here. I'm trying like to do a little yeah, something against yeah, you. Sounds like kinda. there's something out. There. <laughs> And then, yeah, then when you you wind up like doing things, and then I'll kind of look at you and kind of feel, and then you do this real good normal face kind of scenario. And I think that I can do good normal face too, but on the inside, I don't. I don't feel normal face, you know. Oh, but all yeah, I yeah. see is like you're just uh, just being whatever, making yeah, jokes. If hey, hey, to. it
0: doesn't look like just so you know, on the inside, on the outside, you don't. On the inside, you don't feel normal. Face it doesn't look normal on the outside. <laughs> it looks right. pretty evident what's happening.
2: Right. Well, I don't know. Yeah, it, uh, at the end of the day, it sort of just crept in, and yeah, I didn't um, like maintain the composure that I think is required to, to <laughs> function at a you know at a better level than I did today. Put it that way. And the thing is, right when the timer goes off, when we're done, it like it's like an avalanche of like. Reflective it's not shame I always think it's all part of the process no matter how long and painful the process is
0: did you come in today with uh, with a good positive attitude on the what the outcome was gonna be yeah so you you were feeling good today
2: yes so and it just to be accurate, like I don't, we always joke about this, but I don't come in thinking like, yeah, today's the day, I'm going to get y'all going, show or whatever. I don't ever really think that. Are you that sure about that? Positive. Are you sure about that? I don't think of that I know for
0: a fact there's been days where if you've come in, you. I can see it in your eyes, you're thinking, I can do this today.
2: Well, no. But well, <laughs> Right? <laughs> yeah, I do think that, yes, I can do this today, you but it's not. You bow
0: up and you kind of, yeah, sometimes you bow up out of fear. You're just trying to convince yourself. You're trying to be like yeah. a peacock, right? Sometimes that happens. That's cool. Yeah. I don't. I don't hold it against you. I just accept it. But sometimes you actually think like today's the big day, and when I see that look, yeah, I, I think I think okay.
2: Well, Good it's luck. not about like okay, I'm gonna like beat up Jock. It's not that. It's more that like I have a the handful. The thing of- is,
0: all you need to do is capitalize on one mistake. Yeah, that's all that it is. Yeah, you can just play the numbers game now. You know. Yeah. You're good enough at jujitsu now, if I make a mistake, you can capitalize on it. You can just, you can just play the odds. Bro. I can beat you a hundred times and in, in, I can beat you a hundred times or I can tap you out. No, we don't even care. Doesn't even, right. doesn't even, doesn't mean, yeah. mean anything. Yeah. You roll the dice one time and you get snake eyes, you get the big win, right? Yeah. That's well. where it's at.
2: Yeah, it'd be a 7 or 11, but yeah, yeah. man. Well, sorry. So, not all good. Yeah, it's like an insurgent situation, for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. like, you can smash me all you want, but yeah. I just get you one time and get devastate you, time. you. Yeah, but it's and it's normally not, like, I'm not necessarily trying to get, actually, most of the time, pretty much all the time, I'm not trying to, like, the goal is never to tap anyone out today. It's not that. It's, like, to to practice new things that I feel like I'm getting a hold of okay, against certain levels of people. And then so, so you're then not see, trying to tap me out. Well, that <laughs> of course I am, but that's not like the goal for the day, you know, kind of thing. It's more uh, like, okay, I'm going to put together this like defense and combine with this little thing and whatever. And for you, it's real specific. Cause it's like rolling with you. Isn't like this. It's like very specific scenario and which in like, Includes the psychological part, yeah, and that's why I noticed the psychological devastation that you sort of had today is because after the time the timer went off, we're done. It all came to me like, man, you just got destroyed psychologically so bad that that goals that you had for that specific role and for all roles with Jocko today, like literally, didn't have anything to do with the role that you just did with (laughs) Jocko right now because of like your whole mindset, mindset, you know, and it was all because of stuff you're doing. And here's the Kind of the dichotomy of it. It's like super fun when it happens, but it's like the frustration is like pushing you, you know. But then it's like at the end of the day, it's all just one big game, you know. Yeah. But it it there is a legitimate amount of frustration in there for sure. It's
0: funny because I can see that dichotomy in your face. Like I can tell that you're mad, but I can also tell that it's fun, you know. But you do get frustrated.
1: Yeah, but and it's sometimes not frustrated at you. No, it's sometimes like,
0: you get legitimately like, like you make noises, like frustration, like groans or growls. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, but it's like a, at, you know how like. And when then you
0: know what else you'll do? Let's go again right now. <laughs> right? Like a little kid, <laughs> like a six year old.
2: I know, bro. But the thing is, like, for real, and I, from the outside, I can see how that, that could way. You seem know what I don't way?
0: like? You know what I don't like is when I tap someone out. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm in. I'm in half guard and I tap someone out with something and I let go and then they're like, then they want to keep going like as if that just didn't happen.
2: Oh, from that exact position. You kind of did that that. to me
0: today. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, it's not, it's not like it's a big deal, but I I was, I, then I'm like, okay. Cause you know, I mean, I I did whatever move I did and then I let go you tap and then I let go of it. And then it's like, we'll just keep going. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm like, what, what, what well, why would we keep going? You just, you just submitted. Yeah. I, and there's other, the other thing is sometimes people, I think you've done this to me like maybe 10 times, no, maybe five times where you tap and then like I let go and then you like come at me, like yeah. you like, you like double leg or whatever you like yeah. grab and you right, try, right. you know, mm-hmm. and that, that, that's another one. I'm like, oh, okay. Cool. I see where, I see how this is going. And I think you're doing that out of frustration.
1: Yeah.
2: Partially. Partially out of like,
0: you ever. I understand sometimes you want to learn what just happened, right? Like they put me back in that position. Yes.
2: Cool. That's what that part is. Yeah. I get that part too. And even that kind of bothers me, I guess. (laughs) 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 But I could see, you know what though, from an offensive standpoint, like from your position, and someone's like, oh, can we start from there? It's kind of like, you know, the, it's like, not linear, but you know, the path of, of like from start to finish, that yep. whole path is like a big creative learning yeah. battle fights, wins, losses. Like a it's a whole yes. path.
0: I think that's why it bothers me because I like that whole thing. Yeah. And
2: the completed that path. You can't just be like,
0: yeah, that whole thing of, cause let's face it. It's a big, there's a lot of things that go on. There's a lot of things that happen from, from we start rolling or you start rolling with someone to someone submits. There's all kinds right. of things. Especially you're starting standing, you got a takedown to contend with, you've got guard passing, you've got guard recovery, you got sweeps, you got all these things to get to this point where you can actually submit somebody. Yep. And all of a sudden we're just gonna skip eighty five percent of that battle, which yep. by the way, from my perspective, all that time, all that battle is I'm, I'm maneuvering the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's oh, all yeah. part of my game. It's, it's all game, part it's of hat. me getting that submission. Submission doesn't start when I hit the mat. The submission, it starts before we shake hands. <laughs>
2: battle. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, man. I so when it. we
0: skip a big chunk of the battle, I like that whole part of the battle. Yeah. So when we skip it, I just feel like, oh, that's kind of weird.
2: Yeah. yeah. You're right. Like
0: we just jumped to the end of the good song that has the guitar solo. Like, yeah. no, you got to listen to the whole song, man. Yeah. Appreciate that thing.
2: Yep. You're right, bro. Hey, and,
0: hey, a good movie, right? Let's just skip to the scene yeah. it, where the battle takes place. Yeah, have you ever done that? You just watch the battle scene. It's not as good as when you watch the whole build up. Right. The yeah. I want to hear the whole. I want the whole build up to take place. You know? Yeah. I don't just want to watch the battle scene.
2: Yeah, that's actually that's good. And I'm actually glad that we kind of analyzed it because yeah. cuz you cuz it could be looked at. I always looked at it cuz I've done that like I don't always do that. No, I actually you do pretty it, rarely. Like I, do I, said, I think you've done it probably
0: 5 times. We've rolled yeah. thousands of times.
2: Yeah. And um it's like okay, can we start from there kind of thing. And I it, it, That's it, a
0: little bit different. A little bit different is like, "Hey, can you just wait, put that back on me?" Let me see if I could get out. Okay, you got out, cool, now we'll start again.
2: Right, right. No, yeah, no I'm different. not talking about that. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking about what I did, yeah, today. Where I was like, I didn't say it, but I just sort of stayed there kinda of like, let's kinda of take it from here. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was you. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, that was me. And
2: um and I've done that before really rarely, but I looked at it as shoot, that was like a pro like I made a legitimate mistake right there. Mm-hmm. Let me like get back in that mindset and continue actually rolling though. I
0: think that's part of what bothers me. Yeah, it's not I up think, to me. I think part of what bothers me is I think to myself um oh you just made this little mistake and it was kind of a fluke right that's what yes. you're, what you're implying yeah. is like oh this is just a little fluke you were lucky yeah. that won't happen again yeah. that's like sometimes people get mad when I submit them not very I'd say rarely yeah. and I'm always like man is that is it that much of an insult that I just <laughs> hey, tapped you, you out you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like, it's like I'm not when somebody taps me out I'm not mad at them at yeah. all I'm like dang nice job that was awesome good job
2: yeah but yeah i think people are me anyway it's like anytime more get like anything's out of frustration it's literally like maybe a 30 percent frustration 70 percent. you're just a guy that can take that kind of abuse you know like if you're like okay good you know yeah, you tap yeah, me yeah. out good, yeah. and then i you turn your back to reset and i yeah, yeah i jump on your back or or take yeah. you down whatever like you can i won't do that normally to yeah, someone yeah, yeah
0: yeah no and so, even when you do it to me it's not like you you haven't ever like jumped and like put a rear naked choke on or something like that yeah you know, you've kind of jumped into a slightly advantageous but normal position for us to be in yeah which is yeah. no big deal yeah you me. have taken my back a couple times
2: yeah but and then even then like bro we've been in this thing for a long time where it's let's say I got it maybe that might would that even bother you let's say I jump on your back in, in one of those situations mm-hmm. and I got the rear naked joke yeah. and I and I finished it
0: yeah, well I would kind of be like well,
2: well we both know you yeah. know like bro I didn't catch really you yeah I totally kind of be a that. Bummer. yeah but um, but real quick, back to the uh, the path. You know, like when you when, when you want to like you yeah. tap a guy out, and he wants to start from that same position or yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah.
2: If you look at that path, that whole path that is so let's this that's a valuable path. For Every sure. path that you create, yep. it's like learning, and it's this big thing and it's fun. There's little competitiveness in there, or whatever. And at the end, you finish each path as like this tree or whatever. It's done. You mm-hmm. finish it with your submission when you win or when you lose. Mm-hmm to in training or, or even in competition. For sure. You win or you lose. You can't like after you win and complete your masterpiece path of wins and losses, you know, through the whole thing and you're done. That guy just can't step in and be like, no, it's not done. It's just sort of paused on my turn. Like, bro, you can't jump in and dictate that kind exactly. of stuff. You lost, brother. Yeah. You gotta start all over and try to create something else yeah. now.
0: You know Try a new try a new song. So you can't just over be here.
2: <laughs> Yeah. But at the same time. If you're looking at, like, training rolling as just practice, just training, just, you There's know, whatever. There's a big difference, though. Yeah. There's a
0: big difference between, hey, we're going to actually practice right yeah, now. You're right. And we're going to
2: roll. Yeah, because rolling is understood that is competitive. That's yeah. the whole reason it works so good. Yeah, It has to be competitive. So, yes, that's why when you tap me out, I do consider it. No matter how much percentage, whatever, I do consider it. You beat me. Straight mm. up in practice In training You beat me Cause there's a Significant amount Of competition right there So yeah You can't be messing with, Messing with the other guys Wins
1: mm. And do that Yeah
2: You're right I can't I'm never doing that Ever again If you wanna do it It's fine I'm just saying It's, not it's noted It's not fine I'm not doing it It's noted it. I don't wanna be that guy To do it even I'm Jack. being that guy Nonetheless Back to representing On Jocko's From Jocko's store Jocko has stuff Shirts and rash guards And hoodies Hats Cool stuff You wanna represent On the path if you okay, so I made the new a new good shirt. I think it's on there. Yeah, it's on there. Mm. It's just it's good. It's the it's good literally. Um says good on it with the font and but it does not have your head on it. So it's way more basic. Cool. You know? Cool. That's the one where like you really gotta be in the know. Yeah. You see it in in the wild, you're gonna be like
0: if you listen, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you see the dude that got good on his thumbs? I think it was his thumbs.
2: Oh, yeah, G.O.
0: Like, on one and O.D. on the other. Yeah, and then I tattoo. I dig it. Yeah. In proper font, by the way. <laughs>
2: it's deep in the game. Yeah. So, yeah. If you want to represent on the path, JockoStore.com. If you like something, get something.
0: White tea. Mm-hmm. Jocko white tea. Available. Drinking it right now from the can, which it comes in. Tasty and good for you. And also... The tea bags you can get that stuff on Amazon. And if you get it, you can deadlift 8,000 pounds, which is awesome.
2: Yeah, so that's something. Also, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. I'm just, we're just going to leave it at that. If you haven't already, hey, subscribe if you want. You don't have to subscribe. And don't forget about the
0: Warrior Kid Podcast. Just released two new Warrior Kid Podcasts, 22 and 23. Get some questions for Uncle Jake. Hear some stories from Uncle Jake about when he was a kid. Also, you get Warrior Kids soap from irishoaksranch.com. There's now Trooper soap yep, with the rope.
2: With the rope, soap on a rope, yes.
0: Yeah, so irishoaksranch.com. Aiden is up there making soap on his farm, and what he wants us all to do is stay clean.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you tell him and then now he wants us to stay clean, or are you just sort of, you know? Imposing your tagline. I impose onto the, tagline, the whole deal. Right, I dig it either way. Also, YouTube. If you want to, if you're interested in the video version of this podcast, or you want to just see excerpts or whatever from the podcast, get it on YouTube. That's where you get. And there's it.
0: also videos that Echo perceives as very legit because he made them.
2: Bruh, you're the one who used the words legit. <laughs>
0: Check Also, Psychological Warfare on iTunes, Google Play, MP3 platforms everywhere. This is a album where I can help you in little moments of weakness, get over that moment of weakness and get yourself to stay on the path. If you want something visual to help you stay on the path, check out flipsidecanvas.com. It's a little company owned by my brother, Dakota Meyer. Podcast 115, by the way, absolutely an epic podcast to hear and listen to and to be a part of with Dakota, and we became good friends after that, and he's got this company, flipsidecanvas.com, and he is making pictures, Mm -hmm. canvases, posters that are cool and will help you stay on the path. There's a discipline He goes freedom one. There's one that says good on it. If there's anything else you want, let me know on the social media, and Dakota will make it happen.
2: Take it. Also, when you're expanding your home gym, go to on it for your stuff, rings, jump ropes, kettle bells, primal bells, Star Wars mm-hmm. kettle bells as well. Anyway, a lot of good stuff on there. You want some immune stuff for your immune system. some of There's a lot of real good stuff on there. Go to onitcom slash Jocko. Really good stuff.
0: Also, we got some books. Mikey and the Dragons. Mikey and the Dragons is about a little kid that's trying to overcome some fear, and he does it by reading a book. The book is called The Dragon Prince. Check it out, Mikey and the Dragons. Also, Way the Warrior Kid. One, two, and soon to be three. That's a series of books about a kid that's having kind of normal trouble that kids have, but he's got an uncle. Uncle Jake, who used to be in the Thames, and he comes and helps his cousin out, or his, yeah, it's his cousin is his nephew. He comes and helps his nephew out. So those are called Way of the Warrior Kid, Mark's Mission and Where There's a Will, is book three. Also Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. That's a book that you need or it's a book you can give. I'm super stoked when I meet people and they say, "Yep, I've given 28 copies of the Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual away to other people in my family, other friends that I have. Why? Because it will help people get on the path and live a better life. That's a powerful thing. If you can actually help someone live a better life, there's a manual on how to live your life. It's called the Discipline Equals Freedom Field Manual. It's not a normal book. It's not normal. Uh, my publisher when he was publishing it, he said this book is the biggest risk that he has ever taken in his publishing career. And they he also said or actually my agent told me once the book came out the book it the book sold, more than any scenario that they had predicted for the book so they you know they do these predictions of like oh if it sells this it sells that it sells this thing it sells that it sells the other thing Mm -hmm. there's something called a hundred percent sell-through rate Mm -hmm. which means every single book that got shipped got sold this does not happen Mm -hmm. and then they're back ordered and they had to make more now the book is still selling like that discipline equals freedom Field Manual. Why does it keep selling? Because people read it and they get it for people they know, so check it out. It is the manual telling you how to get on the path and stay on the path. The audio version of that book is not on Audible. It's on iTunes, it's on Amazon Music, it's on Google Play and other MP3 platforms. Of course, there is Extreme Ownership, the first book that I wrote with my brother Leif Badman about the combat leadership principles that we learned on the battlefield and how you can apply them to your business and life. And we followed that book up with a book called The Dichotomy of Leadership, which, well, some people are saying, it's better than extreme ownership. Read it, judge for yourself, tell us what you think. I think if you read extreme ownership, when you read dichotomy, a lot of things are going to fall into place. A lot of little, a little, lot of little things that you didn't quite have it the way you wanted it to be. When you read dichotomy, it's going to come into place. Also, we got echelon Front, which is our leadership consultancy. We solve problems through leadership. That's what we do. It's me, Leif Babin J.P. Denell, Dave Burke, Flynn Cochran, Mike Sorelli, Mike Byma. And our latest addition to the team, Master Chief Seal, retired Jason Gardner. Go to echelonfront.com if you want us to come work with your company. The muster. We got three musters this year. All musters ever have sold out. These are going to sell out well. As well, there's May 23rd and 24th in Chicago. September 19th and 20th in Denver. December 4th and 5th in Sydney, Australia. Go to extremeownership.com. If you want to come to these things, just go and register. I had friends, friends that said, hey, you know, I didn't really sign up. Can you just give me a couple tickets? And I'm like, actually, no, I can't. Because we, we can't fit any more people in the building. So no. So I can't help you if you wait too long register get on it early EF online this is our interactive leadership training if you want to get everyone in your company aligned if you want everyone in your company to understand the fundamental principles of extreme ownership if you want them to understand the fundamental laws of combat that we used on the battlefield and that we have now taught to scores of businesses if you want to have that training. You can go to EF online. It's interactive. It's you have to make decisions, it's choose your own adventure, it's tests, it's it's briefings, it's everything and it's awesome. So, check out efonline.com. Also EF Overwatch where we are connecting proven leaders from the spec ops and combat aviation communities with companies in the civilian sector. Now, here's the thing. You might think, well, I've got to hire somebody that's experienced in this industry. That's a good thought. I understand where you're coming from. What I recommend you try is instead of hiring a person that has experience in the industry, have hire somebody that has experience in something more important, that is leadership. You can teach them. And they can learn very quickly the industry that you're bringing them into. What you can't teach someone and what you can't give them is 20 years, 25 years, 22 years of leadership experience in the most high stakes business there is. And that is war. So go to EFOverwatch.com if you want to hire someone like that or... If you are in that position, if you're a vet, and you want to look to get placed into a company that's looking for leadership, EFOverwatch.com. And if you want to spend even more time with Echo Charles and myself, because for some reason you think 500 hours of podcasts isn't enough for you, we are out there, we are lurking on the interwebs, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Bookie. Echo is at Echo Charles and I am at Jocko Willink. And thanks to all the people in uniform for your service. That's our military personnel. Also, our police and law enforcement correctional officers, border patrols, all first responders, and tonight especially the firefighters, paramedics, EMTs, who face suffering and death on a daily basis. And they learn how to handle it. They learn how to stay balanced. They learn how to detach, but not too much. Thanks for all of you for providing us the freedom and security that we enjoy every day. And to everyone else that's listening, you have ideas. You have dreams. And you have vision. And that's cool. That's awesome. But none of that means anything unless you execute so execute move forward take action and you know what maybe your idea works and maybe it doesn't and if it doesn't then try another one and maybe none of them will ever work and that's fine because in the end at a minimum you know at least you went out there and got after it so until next time this is echo and jocko out